It's good to be over here and good to be with you today. I heard from Joanne and David, and they said it is absolutely beautiful, and they are having a great time. So um, praise God for times when we can refresh our souls and and take a break and and to come back. And I bet you they're going to come back just you know more energetic than ever. So. Um, Continue to pray for their travel and for Stuart and Becky's today as they go on vacation. Um, Today we're going to talk about what it means to walk the walk and talk the talk and to dive in deep. And I'm going to share a little bit about um, diving in deep and what that means to me and how I learned about that on my trip to Israel and how I learn about it every day that God gives me as an opportunity to serve. There's a couple of passages of scripture we're going to look at. The first is 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 6 and verse 11. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he gives them to each one, just as he determines. The second one is one you heard last week. And it's one that that partners with this passage of scripture from Corinthians. And it's it's from Acts chapter 2. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I love the word of God. I love how, um, I love it the way that I loved my Flintstone vitamin growing up. It was chewable and it always tasted so good. And I, I just couldn't wait to get up and get to the breakfast table and get that. And I can remember there was a week that, that mom hadn't got, mom didn't get to the grocery store. Now she just had four kids and taught college and had a husband who was a principal. So, she didn't have anything on her plate or anything, but I can remember there was a week she didn't have it, and I just, I, I just dragged the whole week, and I'm like, and she said, I didn't realize how important that Flintstone vitamin was. Well, it was. It was very important. So every time she went to the store, she made sure we had those because she wanted, that was our incentive to get up for breakfast. It was little, and it was small, but it, it made a difference. She taught us that we needed certain things to prepare for our day as we um, went into the school day or went into uh, later in uh, years, we we did come off the Flintstone vitamin at some point. um, But later in years, we'd have a job that we'd go to and we knew we needed to get up and get our breakfast and we needed to even get up and cook it some mornings and cook for others some mornings. And so... um, It was a growing process for us, and it was very important, and she taught us how to prepare. I have a friend who is taking a cruise, and they're learning to prepare, and they're taking scuba lessons. Now, I haven't taken those before, but I have friends who teach scuba diving, 
And they tell me that it is an art and that you do need to prepare and train and figure out what you're doing because diving deep can be intimidating. You need to know what you're doing. When I went to Israel, I had thought I had prepared. I had read different passages that they had had given to us, and we went to different sites, and, and it wasn't until we got to the village of Migdal, where Mary Magdalene is from, that we saw this beautiful village that has been uncovered, and they're doing an archaeological dig there, and I never thought I'd want to do an archaeological dig till I got there, and I just wanted a bucket and a brush, and I just wanted to get right down in it, and it was awesome to see how life operated just based on the way the village was laid out. The very last part of our tour, we were taken to the chapel that was built on the ground, and at the top of the rotunda on the outside, it said, Duke in Altum, into the deep. They also interpret it as dive deeply. We all kind of stood there and took those words in. We're standing by the Sea of Galilee. We're, We're talking about the way the trip has impacted our lives and how pilgrims have come daily to holy ground to find themselves enriched, to find themselves transformed, to go home and make a difference based on what they've seen and felt and learned. And then we stepped inside, and there in the rotunda is this beautiful painting. And a picture won't do it justice. I've got some, but they they just don't do it justice. But there's a beautiful painting of the stars, and around the rotunda is a tribute to all persons Um, particularly women in honor of Mary Magdalene who have served the church. And there are columns around the room. And each column has the name of a different person who stood out for taking an ordinary gift and an ordinary life, giving it to God and doing something extraordinary. And there is one column in this space. The baptismal font is in the center of the room, And there's one column in this space that is blank. And we all were reflecting on the different names, and all of a sudden we got to that one, and we asked asked the girl, whose name is Marie, we asked her, um, why is this one blank? And she said, I was waiting for you to ask that question. She said, each and every one of us have extraordinary gifts. We sit down to the table together every day, We sit down, we come together, we see each other in our day-to-day paths, we bump into each other in the store, and we forget that there are extraordinary things inside of us. And this this column is here for you to put your hand on, for you to leave your impact here, because you're one of these. You have just as much opportunity to make an impact as every single person named in this room. Put your hand here and ask God to show you what he wants you to do. You talk about diving in deep. That changed the whole entire trip for all of us. Now, the trip I was on was one that was um, new ordinance, and it was those of us who had been ordained not this year annual conference but last year. 
and spouses or siblings or a friend who had come along on the trip. And we're people who are supposed to know what our gifts are and how to use them. And yet we found ourselves digging really deep, determining what our passion is, where our heart is, and how we wanted to be used by God, how we wanted to serve God every single day. It didn't matter how, it didn't matter what it was, Some walked away knowing that they would be going home to write a blog. Some walked away knowing they would be going home to start a new ministry in their church, that they had seen something while we were on the trip and it touched them, but it didn't resonate until they stopped to reflect in that space. We went into the deep, and we began to discover what it is that makes us tick. In 1 Corinthians 12, we are reminded that as a church, we're family, we're the body of Christ, but we're also individuals with gifts and talents, with purpose, and we do need each other. We need each other to get through the the good times, the bad, figuring out whether to say gala or gala, (laughs) figuring out what it means to reach out, how to best serve, whether it's here or abroad, to sit down together and to remind each other why we're here, to fellowship, to just have a pizza together. I I love that. I love that, by the way. And I love pizza, too, so if y'all want to invite me next time, I would love to come. (laughs) Um, I don't solicit invitations or anything. (laughs) In verse 4, the word gifts, in Greek, the word is charisma. And in this particular passage, I love the impact it has because it reminds us that as we're considering these gifts, that we also, as part of this, part of the gift that we are given by the Spirit, by God, is to rejoice and be full of joy in the life that he has given us. That as whatever our thing is, and I can't answer what your thing is, you've got to put your hand on the spiritual column and and find out what that is. But to be full of joy, to be overflowing with a love for the Spirit, with a love for, for God and for who God is and who God has created us to be, It's a gift that is given freely. God's work is such effective work. We are created for a purpose that everybody in here has a purpose that no one else can fill. Every single one of us in here is a unique individual, and every single day we have an opportunity to step out and serve. You see, every believer is important. Every believer is gifted, and every believer is a minister. Every believer has the power to go out and take Christ into the world in a way that will help someone to dive in deep. We are given opportunities daily. I, I 
as a youth, I remember um, there, there are so many things that I remember from the different uh, retreats we went on and everything, but it, on one particular retreat, they stopped and they said, think of how many people are in your school. Assume that every person in your school knows five people outside the school that they can tell something to, and how many people those five know that they can then go tell something to. And pretty soon, you've got a ripple effect that's amazing. What if we planted a seed of faith in every person, and as they went out, they planted more, and spirit watering each and every one through the gifts that we have? Can you imagine the change that this world would have? One of my favorite movies is Evan Almighty, and I'm doing a series on Wednesday night. I, I see a good face of recognition for that one over here. Um, on Wednesday night, we're doing a class called On a Lighter Note and taking cinema and looking at how it, um, how it treats different issues in culture and Christianity. And, and at the beginning of the movie, Evan, who um, is just a total goofball, um, has, has prayed... God, let me just change the world. It had been his campaign slogan, and he prays, let me change the world. Well, God gives him the opportunity to change the world, not in a way that he thinks. God calls him to build an ark in the middle of D.C. I would think that was a little crazy, too. And this is, this is a movie. This is not a true story, but a movie. And he, 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 he goes through all the... The ridicule, he goes through all the, the laughter at him, the, the looks, the criticism, and he does what he's told to do. And at the end, there's a flood, and the, the, the ark saves people and, and saves animals. And, and at the end, he's talking to God, and God looks at him, and he said, you asked to change the world. And he said, remember... I ask you to build an ark, acts of random kindness. One act of random kindness at a time will change the world. We pray in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. I want an opportunity every single day to give that daily bread to someone else, to share it. All of us can do it simply by living for Christ. I grew up with my mom telling me that um, my life and her life and, and all the lives of those we knew might be the only Bible someone ever read. And it might make the difference between a life of grace and love and a life of service in which we're constantly rewarded. Because every time, I can tell you, I promise you, every time you step out in faith and serve God, you are going to get more back than you can ever give far more back than you can ever give. Every single day, we have an opportunity. Marie, the lady at, um, at Migdal, who is our host, is a, um, is a nun who um, is from Chicago. And in her daily life, she had always prayed to be like Christ. And she began to have, this was, she was living in Chicago, and she she began to have, you know, she had studied Christ, she had studied his acts, she wanted to be like Christ, and she began 
having dreams of Mary Magdalene, and she didn't understand it. And, and one of the sisters said, well, go, why don't you start looking up Mary Magdalene? Why don't you start studying her? And she's like, okay. And the more she studied Mary Magdalene, the more she began to love Mary and who she is and, and was. And um, she said, I, I don't know why. But I have this passion for Mary Magdalene. And she said, I didn't know it would lead me to a passion for a pile of rocks in Israel. She said, but I got a new assignment one day, and it came in, and it was for me to come and be the guide here. And she said, all of a sudden, I knew. I would not only love her stories and and get to dive in deep to who she is, but I get to walk where she walked every single day. And I get to help you see how you can dive in deep in your life. And she said, God is laying something on your heart. I don't know what it is. But take it. Give it to somebody every single day and love what you do. God is laying something on each and every one of our hearts. If y'all want to come on up. Right now we have a um, song that we're going to sing, or the praise band is going to lead us in. And it's an opportunity for you to come up here to the altar to put your hand on the step. If you want to come and, and pray with somebody, grab a hand. I'll be glad to pray with you, whatever um, you need to do. But dive in deep. Think about where God is leading you and how your gifts can be taken, how you can sit around a table and break bread. CJ mentioned that last week, I believe. Encouraged us to to step out in faith. So take a step today.